0: We're hearing music by William Byrd from 16th century England, performed by the Lyric Consort of Northeastern Pennsylvania from their recording, A Field Afar, made just over 20 years ago in a co-production with WVIA-TV. The Lyric Consort was formed 30 years ago, to explore the riches of the a cappella tradition, music just like this motet. The Lyric Consort will celebrate the music that brought the singers together three decades ago in two concerts this weekend, and the program will include the William Byrd Motet "Eustorum Anime. The souls of the just are in the hands of God. Alan Baker is founding artistic director of the ensemble, and Dr. Baker paid a visit to the WVIA studios to talk with us about the lyric consort, past and present.
1: We wanted to try to hit some of the favorite venues, and that would include St. Stephen's in Wilkesbury and St. Peter's the cathedral in Scranton, which, uh, you know, we used to sing at St. Stephen's every concert. We, we did it twice. We did a Scranton concert at St. Luke's, and then we'd go down literally the next day within 24 hours and repeat the thing. And frankly, we just got too old to, you know, the voices just didn't bounce back like that. And we often, for many years, did a during Lent, a mid-Lenten, kind of a musical Lenten meditation, and we do that at the cathedral. And a lot of that was Renaissance 16th century repertoire, and we formed as a 16th century sacred a cappella group. That's, that's what we got together to do, and that's pretty much what we did for, for a number of years before we started branching out.
0: And so this is revisiting those roots, mm-hmm. but also offering a weary world a chance to hear music that's beautiful and calming, perhaps
1: yeah it's beautiful music the 16th century style it's uh, you know just peaceful and you know it's filled with these echo kind of effects what they call points of imitation so it's everybody gets to sing a melody just at, at different times and I, I find it very interesting beautiful music
0: you've performed such a wide range of pieces from different composers and different times since the beginning and all of that experience would clearly impact now the way you sing those Renaissance works you began with. But it's surely hard, if not impossible, to say in what ways, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think everything we have done over the three decades has always been informed by that Renaissance approach, which is a high premium there on just singing in tune and and, tuning your core intervals, your fifths, your thirds. And also because everyone is singing these lines, one after another, you really have to pay attention to how you're shaping the line. Are we we stressing this syllable, or how loud are we getting, and and keeping all of, so they are truly like kind of echoes. But I think that's, so I think that kind of formed the way we, we would look at most anything, even more complicated, more modern music, we usually still try to break that down to, well, what are the core intervals in here, in part because that that makes it easier to sing. <laughs> you know, oh there's, you know, there's a the fifth, there's a the third and you guys are doing the yucky stuff but this is the this is the core so we'll try to listen to each other and lock that that core harmony in that type of thing.
0: And when you decided to do these performances for Lent 2023, did you go right to Palestrina? How did you decide which composers you were going to bring back for us?
1: Well, I went to the files which the files are in my attic, and the files are a series of bankers' boxes. and I don't know how many pieces are per box, but we probably have 15 boxes. And if you imagine we only have eight copies of everything, there's a lot. And so you know, just go through, you know, and, and you're, yeah, you're just pulling out, oh, I remember this, I oh, that would be nice, and you end up with a stack of music that's like literally probably like four feet tall or something like that. And so, so then you go through that. And you eventually kind of, you know, narrow it down. But, you know, I don't know. I, I suppose that I thought we should do some of the, the high Renaissance masters. That would be your Palestrina, Victoria Bird. Lassus would go in there, too. And he got he got left out, sorry. But then you're also trying to create some variety. So we wanted to get some earlier things in there and some kind of later. So we have a couple of really very early Renaissance-type pieces and we also have some pieces that are, are kind of be, almost beyond the Renaissance, um, still in a Renaissance style, but they're more of that Baroque uh, 17th century dramatic bent. And then it was also, we knew it was going to be Lent, and we didn't want to, like, fill the churches with Alleluias. So you're looking for a certain amount of somber or, or meditative stuff. So I, I think we came up with a, a nice mix. There's only, I think there's only one Alleluia in the whole um, but there is a Sing Joyfully, you know.
0: <laughs> so you open up with?
1: Oh, we're going to open up with um, William Byrd, Ave Verum Corpus. is just a small piece. Byrd gets three pieces on this program, but they're all kind of on the, the smaller, shorter side. And then we're going to do the Thomas Tallis Lamentations of Jeremiah. And there are, you know, many great settings of that. But Tallis might be thought of as at least maybe the best known. And then that's pretty Lenten, you know. Oh, how Jerusalem! Oh, how you have fallen! You know that type of thing. Yeah, that's a really beautiful piece. Um, crazy written low, so like the sopranos are singing almost in, in the men's range. We had to revoice things and put three three women on the top part just so you can hear it because it's you know it's kind of low. But that's one of the reasons it kind of makes it kind of Linden, is It's just a of low pitched thing and there's a charpentier it's really an oratorio an early oratorio about the denial of peter the l'animal de saint pierre and we're just doing the final movement of that which is just after peter realized he had denied christ three times he went out and, and wept um we've had to truncate a few things of these longer pieces in order to to achieve a variety and we're doing the same thing. Then with the Allegri Miserere, now, this is a really famous piece. It like lived in the Sistine Chapel. It was the Pope's piece, right? And uh, I don't know legend around it says that it was never allowed to be written down, and if you were caught writing it down, be excommunicated. And, and legend also says Mozart heard it one time and went home, <laughs> went home and wrote it down. And Mendelssohn did the same. And I, I'm not sure any of that is actually you know true, but. It's a psalm setting so while it's quite long it it is redundant as he has really just two different types of music that he uses and then there's some gregorian chant verses so rather than do the whole thing we thought we would just you know kind of like the greatest hits of the (laughs) Allegrì. so purist will be unhappy with that but we will have multiple times through the the really famous section which uh, breaks into goes from five parts down to four and the soprano soaring up around a high sea and all these little very emotional, like, ornaments and that type of thing. And then we'll sing the Tompkins when David heard that Absalom was slain, which is not really a Lenten piece, but it's very sad.
0: And you've recorded that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you went up to his chamber and wept. Oh, my son, oh, my son. So there's, there's a little oh, my son symbolism in there. Now, the second half, we're going to lighten things up at least a little bit to, to show off some more of the, the virtuoso type of writing. So Birds Sing Joyfully is a, well, it's a joyous, very happy motet. And we're going to do just the uh, just the opening and the closing of the William Cornish Magnificat, which is a um, fantastic piece, but it's, it's like 14 minutes long, something like that. And the best parts are the beginning <laughs> and, the, and the end, but it's, uh, it's from that Eaton choir book kind of style of what what English Catholic choral music sounded like kind of on the eve of the Reformation. And the, um, the reformers came in and, you know, they burned a lot of these books and, and they didn't want this glorious but really complicated music. I think this is the kind of music that there was, a I I tell the story to you sometimes, but I never remember the name of the you know world traveler church person of the, I guess, early 15th century who had, who had been around Europe, you know, and he'd, He'd heard various he'd church church music in lots of different countries, and he, he tried to summarize it. And he, he said, well, the Italians, when they sing, the Italians pray, and the Spanish weep, and the Germans howl, but the English do jubilate. <laughs> I think it's this really high, soaring you know English boy trebles and and just the the complexity of these lines and and the Cornish Magnificat is maybe the you know the poster child for this this style so so we're gonna share some of that and then then we can get Linton again with a couple of movements from the Ducora Requiem known as the Requiem of the French Kings nice nice somber Requiem music but then some Palestrina, a double choir piece. It's the only double choir piece we're doing, but setting by Palestrina of the Laudate Dominum text, one of the psalms, and uh, that's quite nice. Then some more bird. Eustor Manime is the famous text for All Saints. They appeared that they were asleep, but they're in the hands of God, that type of thing. And then we'll end with the Alleluia. Is the Vittoria surrexit pastor bonus, the Good Shepherd has uh, has risen. Allelu- and it's free, yeah. Well, we're is for first Friday in Scranton. So we're actually starting early this Friday on the 3rd at 6.30 because the first Friday runs, I think, from like 5 to 9. So we're kind of trying to fit into that area of, of time. And we figured, well, it's free. If it's free in Scranton, that's just kind of poor form to charge people in Wilkes-Barre. So we'll just make it free in Wilkes-Barre too. But we will take donations at the door for the Music from Saint Stephen's program, which WVIA airs, produces. Maybe that program will even show up on Music from Saint Stephen's. So that's a great. That's a great. That's a great service, I think, to the community. And it is beautiful, beautiful yeah. music, and uh, we love, we love singing it.
0: Dr. Alan Baker, founding artistic director of the Lyric Consort of Northeast Pennsylvania, a critically acclaimed professional vocal ensemble, continuing its 30th anniversary season this Friday evening, March 3rd at 6.30 p.m. in the sanctuary of St. Peter's Cathedral in Scranton. Admission is free and it's part of Scranton's first Friday celebrations. The program will be repeated on Sunday afternoon, March 5th at 3 in the afternoon at St. Stephen's Episcopal Pro Cathedral, 35 South Franklin Street in Wilkes-Barre. That performance is also free, but donations will be accepted at the exits to benefit the music from St. Stephen's radio broadcasts. The program is titled Renaissance Favorites, And it will renew what, for many years, was an annual part of the Lyric Consort's programming, a mid-Lenten concert of works from the great sacred repertories of 16th century Europe. Formed in 1993, 30 years ago, to explore the riches of the world's a cappella traditions, the Lyric Consort maintains an annual concert series in Scranton They've performed throughout the Northeast United States as members of the former Pennsylvania Performing Arts on Tour program. The ensemble has offered many of its early performances at St. Stephen's and they've been heard many times on music from St. Stephen's here on WVIA radio. The members of the consort include Dr. Alan Baker, tenor, Lisa Cardoni, alto, Francis McMullen, bass, Christopher Gallo, bass, Martina Barna, soprano, Carol McMillan-Alto, Frank Spencer-Tenor, and Leslie Mason-Moran-Soprano. And for more information on the web, lyricconsort.com, lyricconsort.com. It's the Lyric Consort in free concerts of Sacred Renaissance Music. This Friday evening, March 3rd at 6.30 in the sanctuary of St. Peter's Cathedral, Wyoming Avenue in Scranton, and then on Sunday, March 5th, at 3 in the afternoon at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church, 35 South Franklin Street in Wilkes-Barre. For more information, it's lyricconsort.com, lyricconsort.com.